Yo, everybody, it's your boy Joey Joe, just checking in on this Tuesday afternoon. I'm headed home right now. Hope everybody had a really good Tuesday. And You know, we are almost a, uh, a week past uh, the shooting in Florida, and these gun talks, gun debates... Uh, are just gaining more steam, more momentum, and I gotta, I gotta get in here and speak my mind, speak my little piece here, really quick. It, it's, it's, it's more than just my, my ideas. I have questions that I need answered. All right. Um, I don't know how many of you out there have kids in schools. I don't know how many of you out there participate in the PTA. I don't know how many of you out there go to school functions, school board meetings, um, uh, but my question to you is, um, or, or, uh, let me back it up a little bit, I'm sorry guys. I keep seeing things, people saying, you know, um, oh, there's this new school I was just at and the doors automatically lock with the push of a button at the teacher's desk or um, or there's a key switch that you can hit on the outside of the classroom. Uh, let's say you're walking through the halls and there's a shooter. You can lock the doors, um, you know, from the outside. Well, that, that that's a great feature, you know, and then they're going, how come these aren't mandatory in every school? Um, you know, why aren't our teachers given uh, bulletproof vests? How come our teachers aren't given guns and gun training? How come our teachers, or how come we don't have this, that, or the other thing, you know, 10 armed guards at every school? And my question to all of this is, who is going to pay for this? Because, see, in my school district, that the, the schools my kids go to, we can't even get simple funding for textbooks. Our teachers have to put out a wish list to get pencils and crayons and printer paper because the district can't afford printer paper. Now, either A, we have no money because taxes and levies and bonds aren't being passed, or B... We have money, but it's just being allocated to the wrong people in the wrong places and is getting eaten up by upper administration, which in my humble opinion is the answer there. So again, I ask you, who's going to fund this? You see, the school, the high school I graduated from has just finally, after 18 years, 17 years of needing drastic renovation and then talking about rebuilding the school, it being the last high school in the district to be rebuilt, has finally passed a levy to rebuild it. And so what they're going to do is they're going to move all the students out of that school and into an old, beat-down, run-down school, elementary school that was built in the 60s. They're going to put all the kids there for the time being. So this is supposed to happen next year. Well, guess what happened? That school is unfit for the students. There's no heating, there's no air conditioning, and there's problems with the plumbing. So again, I ask you, who's gonna pay for this?
because we can't even afford to rebuild old schools, broke down schools. We can't repair things. You know that there was a six, uh, I'm sorry, a four month period last year where my daughter didn't have heat in her school. Did you know that my daughter's school, Choice Academy in the Highline School District, for the first couple years she attended there, didn't have blinds that could cover the windows? Do you know that that is not allowed, that they should have blinds for lockdown situations so that shooters can't look into the windows and see where there are students at? But, oh, but now all of a sudden we're going to pay for guns? Who's going to pay for this? We can't even support our schools now as it is. So there's point one, funding. Who's going to pay for all this stuff? Two, you want to arm our teachers. You want to arm our teachers with weapons. These are teachers. These are not bodyguards. These are not hired assassins. Okay? These are teachers. These are people who give up their time, their lives. They dedicate hundreds and hundreds of hours to teach and instruct our students. And we have now required them to parent our teacher, our students, to coach our students, to be the biggest influence in our students' lives. Do you know that some of these kids spend more time with their teachers in a given week than they do with their own parents? Do you know how many uh, students I know go to daycare before school and get a ride to school and then get picked up by daycare and taken back to daycare for hours after school? and then get picked up by their parents who get to see their kids for two hours and then put them to bed? Yeah, but our teachers better protect our kids. Yeah, we can't even pay our teachers $40,000 a year to do their job, but you expect them to lay their life down for our kids? Get over it. Come on. Y'all are crazy. Yeah, I think that we need more security. Yes, I think we need better security. Because the security that we had growing up, those weren't security officers. Those were fat, lazy, entitled, you know, uh, tenured security officers who get paid to observe and report. You know, I, I love law enforcement. I love the police. But most of the security that they have at these schools are not policemen. They may be retired policemen, but that's it. They're just retired. They're just there to watch. More of a sign. Why? Because we don't want to pay them what they're worth. Comes back to money, y'all. Again. But you know what my biggest issue is? You want to give the 63-year-old teacher a gun to protect her students. The lady who's almost at retirement, you think that's responsible? You think she has the emotional uh, strength to be able to rationally think 
and react to what's going on, to be able to protect those children, put them in a safe spot, and then go on the on the offensive against an armed gunman. I, I don't think I don't think our teachers should be held responsible to be mentally prepared, emotionally prepared for that weight. I don't know. Maybe I'm off base. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, we want to bump up their salaries to $100,000 a year. Maybe. You know, maybe a few of the teachers can handle this. But on the whole, I don't think they should have to or be required to. I think we ask too much of our teachers. Maybe what we need is more dads in the schools, more dads volunteering, more, more parent involvement on a rotating schedule. I don't know. Maybe that'll help a little bit. You know, and what happens when we require these teachers or these, these administrators to, uh, to be packing heat and, um, well, something goes wrong and a bullet goes stray and the student gets struck. You know, these teachers, these teachers have so much to worry about with these kids already as it is, you know, the amount of emotional trauma that these students and the, the emotional baggage that these students come to school with. It's a lot. And we have these teachers expected to work around them and to understand the characteristics of anywhere from 30 to, what, 120 students in a semester? You know, 30 kids per class times four classes? Come on. We expect our teachers to know the difference between each and every one of them, know what they're capable of, know the emotional stress that they're under, know their family life and their home situation, and, and make exemptions and, and make, um, make excuses for the, you know, for their learning behavior and that the fact that they get no help from home, from their parents, and that maybe that that kid hasn't eaten in three days. They got to take all this into consideration. And now we want them to, um, stand in front of these kids as, as human shield. We want them to go on the offensive, um, you know, and shoot these, these school shooters. I think it's a tall order, people. I really, really do. And now we've got teachers worried day in and day out. Is my school next? Is little Johnny next? Is, is, is this, is this the day? When that lockdown drill isn't a drill, when it's real life, when that book that falls off a desk and makes a loud noise, you know, teachers didn't have to deal with this a long time ago. And now they're expected to deal with that and cope with it and do their job better than they ever have before. And yet, we're not going to crack our wallets open for them. Again, guys, I don't have the answers. These are just questions I don't understand. And if somebody has the answers to these, please let me know. But what happens when a teacher's stray bullet hits a kid? What happens when a teacher is unable to defend themselves and defend their classroom against a, a, a shooter? Now, 
Miss Johnson is held liable. Now she has to live the rest of her life knowing that she was unable to take down an armed gunman. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm off base, guys. Um, let me know. All right. It's Joe. Sorry for the downer. But um, this is real stuff we're dealing with here. I'm not going to shy away from it. Again, I have no answers. I have more questions. And the more I dig in, the more questions I have. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But we need more dialogue. We got to keep talking about it. So let's keep talking about it. All right. Call in. Let me know. Keep moving forward, friends. We can't stop. Can't move back. Got to move forward. Peace. Yo, everybody, it's your boy Joe here, man, and uh, this is going to be the last installment for the day of uh, talking about guns and uh, gun violence, I think, I mean, unless somebody calls in and wants to continue the conversation right now, but, you know, I, 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 was, I was just sitting on Twitter and I was reading through uh, some of the students who have been talking about, like, um, March 14th, they're having a walkout. They've encouraged, Women's March has um, encouraged students to make that a day where they walk out at 10 o'clock, whatever time zone they're in, walk out of class for 17 minutes to represent the 17 fallen victims of the school shooting. And then um, I've been seeing some people, some journalists and, and political people um, talking and, you know, mocking these kids like, like it's just a joke, and and this is what this is where I draw the line. This is what fires me up, um, because as somebody, I, I don't know. I I don't forget what it's like to be a teenager and to have ideals and ideas and dreams and passions, and then. You know, you go and you tell these to, to your teachers, to your counselors, to your parents, to the adults in your life who have influence, and and they shut you down, which is ironic because they tell you, you could be whatever you want to be, you could do whatever you want to do, you just got to work for it, you just got to... You just got to do these things and, and you can accomplish great things. Look at you. You're young and you're strong and you're vibrant. And Yes, follow your passions. Follow your dreams. And then in the same breath, they turn around and they say, no, you can't do it. You're just a kid. What are you, you going to change? You don't understand policy. You're too young. You don't understand what's really happening. So I hear my daughter, my 15, almost 16-year-old daughter, saying she wants change. All right, as a parent, as a coach of teenagers and, and young kids, as a youth leader, as a mentor, I hear you kids, I hear you. And if it means sacrificing some, some comfort, you're my future and I'm willing to do that for you. I hear you, and I'm willing to vote in change, and I'm willing to stand with you and say, these kids are right. These kids are our future, and we believe in you. We should be giving you every opportunity it takes to make the world that you are going to live in, the world that you are going to raise your kids in, a world that you want to live in, and a world that you want to raise your kids in.
not to tell you that you can't do it, that it can't be done, that you don't understand policy, that you don't get it. I don't know. Maybe I'm off base. There's Joe with his wild-eyed thinking. Joe's just as ignorant as everybody, as these kids are. Joe don't know what he's talking about. Good, maybe I don't. What do I know? What do I know? Just a product of this world that I've been raised in. But what do I know? So yeah, kids, I stand with you. I stand beside you. I will help your voice get out there and be heard. These are the, the things that you wanna enact into law and you're too young to vote. You present to me your ideas and if they're supported, I'm gonna, and if they're good, I'm gonna support it. I hear you. You hear that? I hear you. And you can use this platform to get your voice out. Yo, everybody out there in Anchor Land, how y'all doing? It's your boy Joey Joe. You know what we're doing. We headed home, driving down the five, headed southbound, so I can go and see my family. That's right. And uh, just a little weather update for everybody. It's still cold. It's still cold. It's like 33 degrees. And it's trying to snow, but it ain't really snowing. People stop freaking out, finally. They say there's going to be snow tonight. Might wake up with snow on the ground. That'd be nice. I got a 6 o'clock start in the morning, which means I got to leave my house at about 5.15. Just tune in for the morning Joe tomorrow, all right? I want to see you there. I want to see those. I want to see those people. I'm going to shout you out. If you listen tomorrow, I'm going to shout you out. Speaking of which, speaking of shout outs, I'm giving y'all a little heads up right now. Because I want you to call into my show. I'm talking to all y'all out there. I got a bunch of new subscribers last weekend listening to the show, favoriting, clapping, applauding. This week's have been a little slow. But it's okay, I ain't mad at y'all. But here's what I want you to do. I want to try and do something on Friday, all right? I'd like for y'all to call into my show and tell me about your station. It's like Anchor Intro, but it's more like a conversation between you and me. Maybe you got a question for me. Maybe you don't like me and you want to tell me. But it's... Feature Friday on the Joe Show. Everybody who calls in gets a shout out, gets an echo, gets put out there on my channel. I'm gonna make a whole episode out of it. It's like Anchor Intro, but it's Joe Intro. So let's do it. Share it, echo it, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell your daddy side chick. Call into my show. I want to hear from y'all. I want to know why I should be listening to your station. And, uh, yeah. So, Feature Friday. Come be a part of it. Let's make some magic. All right? Peace. Joe, you bring up some great points in there. What happens when a teacher shoots a kid, potentially? Where does that go? I agree. That's a... Could get messy. I do think... 
I do think a solution is this. I had a teacher who was a Border Patrol officer. The guy was a total badass. So I do think you would do something along the lines of, and I'd be totally up for this, where they said, like, there's an EMT. Like, we, we have EMTs are specially trained. But if you were a teacher and you were told, hey, you get another $30,000 a year, we put you through all this training. If you're the mindset, you know, if you're the mindset, because not all teachers are, but if you want to be one of these people, go through the training, go through the drills and get a certification on, like, here's what you do. I, you know, I'd have been, I would have completely trusted my my guy, my world history teacher to go out there and, and take the guy down. Um, it's what it was all about. So maybe it's a solution. I, I don't know the answer either. And by the way, my wife's a teacher named Mrs. Johnson. So thanks for freaking me out there, buddy. Take One other minor point on this. I think the que- the questions lie in, in uh, is this a solution or a deterrent when you know, the target of the school comes up because it's easy kill, right? There's nowhere, there's no one that's going to stop them. Um, but just presence alone deters something, right? Hey, there's a, if there is a security guard out front, I'm, I'm not going to do this. It's just seeing the deterrent or knowing the deterrence there is the thing that stops the event from ever happening. So, you know, that tends to be the thing. If I know there's going to be a guy at the bank with a gun, I'm, I'm not going to go rob the bank, especially when these these kids are just showing up. Oh, there's a guy in my school with a gun. Maybe this is a maybe this is a bad idea. So a lot of times just the knowledge that, hey, there's a there is somebody there with a gun coming for me. If I tried this um, stops the person from ever thinking of it as a solution.